For all of you who listen to Mackie Second Floor Studios Presents Submersion and own an Android device, do me a favor. Go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I use the app, and I love it. I can search for the podcasts I want to listen to, select them as favorites, and have them all just a click away. Make sure to set Mackie's Second Floor Studios as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. As we learn from the crew aboard the U-96, things do not always go as planned, and for this episode, you do not have an intro where we're talking about things you don't care about. Let's get right into it. Dive, dive, dive. What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Second Floor Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, Alex the Mustard Man, the artist formerly known as Brom, Jamie the Brain, Kyle El Capitan, and Zach the Backbone present Submersion. Anyways, <laughs> enough about sports. Let's talk about this movie. <laughs> so in an effort to try to make it so that this recap wasn't so cumbersome, I split it into sections. So I started off a section called The Party. Ooh. And the opener was that they were bringing the captain of our submarine is bringing a war correspondent that's going to be going on the their travels with them uh, to this party because they're on leave. And there's a whole bunch of people on, on the, the way road, there. Man. They're pulling out their dicks and pissing on that car. And that's when you knew Jamie was absolutely in love with this movie. And it wasn't even the only time someone pulled out their dick in this film. So I texted right you up my as alley. soon as it started. Yes. I knew Mustard Man was all about this too. For sure. 100%. And then... Uh, I, I love dicks. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so, all right, cool. Yeah. So the correspondent's a little like, he's like, who the, who the fuck are these people? And the captain has to inform... That Oh, it's actually the crew. And it's all a matter of course. We're kind of, I wouldn't say we're late in the war. It's 1941. So it's not like super late in the war, but you can already tell that like the Navy in particular and these submariners are like pretty disillusioned. And they just want to get, they want to fuck and they want to drink. That's all they want to do right now. And not in that order. Not in that order. They actually want to drink and then fuck. Uh, And they're at this uh, French bordello, this uh, whorehouse. (gasps) The whores? The whores. And... uh, they meet up with, there's another submarine captain. He's getting an award. Um, a bunch of people are just getting super shit face. These people who are supposed to be like kind of high ranking on the submarine mm-hmm. are doing all kinds of crazy shit. At one point, someone comes out and starts shooting a gun everywhere. <laughs> oh my word. <laughs> nailing, got out of hand. He's nailing, like the, he shoots out the tits of like a painting. Like, all right. This guy was absolutely hammered. Hammered, right. But just and then nailing, he was able to do like, that? Boop, boop, like a sharpshooter. Yeah, yeah right. Well, anyways- this uh, the submariner Tomlinson. He has some funny lines. You you, you had one that you noted, which is when oh, he's in the bathroom. He's yeah. like laying on the bathroom. Oh, floor. he's face down, you know, on a pile of his own vomit. Yeah. Our captain comes up and peels him off the floor, and he just looks. He's like, I am in no condition to fuck. Right. And then he also gives a speech where he kind of makes fun of Hitler a little bit. He makes fun of Churchill, but he also makes fun of Hitler. And it's supposed to be to the war correspondent is shocking, like super shocking. Oh yeah. But anyways, we transition from there to what the second second section of the movie, which I called Introduction to Our Boat to the Das Boot. Um, 
because there's repairs going ongoing and they end up going onto the boat. <laughs> you might hear that a few times throughout. Yeah, uh, I'm currently got drinking boot. from Das Boot and it makes noises. I'm not doing the best. Right. I know you're supposed to like tilt it to the side when you're going. But that's kind of hard when you're trying to do a podcast. Right. Didn't really think about that ahead of time. Yeah. So they're introducing the boat in a very cool way. They're in, they're showing the naval correspondent the boat, and he's never been on it. And they're giving us kind of just like a very fast walkthrough. This yeah. is this room. This is this room. Da, 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 da. And it just keeps going on. It is awesome. And you really yeah. get the sense of how claustrophobic you're going to feel this yeah. entire movie because this boat is tight. Really small. And they even talk about how like some of the bathrooms they're not going to use. They use it for storage instead and stuff like that. So there's only one room, bathroom. There's only one bathroom and that's about it. Like, And yeah, everything is kind of like all over the place. They, they point out like the engine room guy. He's called the ghost and he's like this looks like this crazy person. He turns out to be a pretty crazy person. <laughs> that guy is crazy. <laughs> yeah, he's all crazy. <laughs> but yeah. it looks insane. It's probably how you guys and, feel right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, ca- the captain laments how young everyone is and there's this new guy who's kind of what was he the xo i I think he was the xo the younger the young guy who was the prick oh yeah he was he's a guy who came on board and he's like "Mm, i am a thoroughbred nazi right they call him nazi youth and stuff and hitler youth yeah and uh you can you get the sense the rest of the guys on our boat are anti-nazi they're german but they're anti-nazi yeah and this is something they kind of talked about online a little bit about what was going on Mm -hmm. because like there's a lot of books that came out afterwards that kind of had similar things going on. And we've seen in other ones, you, not you, five, seven, one, um, enemy, below. enemy, enemy. Yeah. Yeah. And a, bu- a bunch of these ones that come out where they kind of have a similar storyline that goes along with them. Yeah. And that was like the, the story is that the Navy was like the least pro Nazi of all like the branches. And oh, the, really? Some, some Mariners in particular, it wasn't really particularly political to be in that branch. And so they didn't really, care for the nazis all that that much right i'm just gonna take a step back for a second you were talking about how young everybody on the boat was you remember the cob the guy who had the wife yeah now how old do you guys think he was in real life or the character the the character in the movie 14 35 (laughs) 14 (laughs) close Oh, you say 35? How yeah. about you guys? Zex is 14. Okay. I've read the fact on it, so I think I know where you're going, so I'm going to abstain. Oh, I'm going to abstain from answering. 42. He was supposed to be... Mustard Man, you want to say? 30. Oh, I read 27. Oh, wow. really? Oh, wait, no. Captain was 30. Sorry. No, I think you're right. Yeah, he, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. he was 30. Yeah, Captain was 30. And then Cobb was 27. And I looked at that, and I was like... No way. <laughs> no way. That <laughs> yeah. guy is not 27. <laughs> oh, man. It's only, I'm only a few years away from that. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, then they, in a classic submarine film way, they decide to do a drill. First thing we see is drill time, baby. Oh, yeah. Emergency drill. And they check that crush depth. And we've seen this a couple. I mean, it must be a ripoff of this because, like, we saw it in... Um, uh, down periscope and all this stuff where one of yep. the first things they do is like let's test oh we were not supposed to go below crush depth on this like drill or whatever um, i think k19 i think k19 did it too and they were like fuck that and the captain takes it all the way down it's like do 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 so right i'm not scared just kidding <laughs> wait what <laughs> <laughs> so they check the crush depth which is one of our you know, bingo marks yep mark it got it and so we get on to the third section of our film and that's the first part of being at sea 
That's what I called it. At sea. Just generally at sea. It's really our crazy when them like going most crazy. Of the movie. Right. But like there, there's these sections where they're really going crazy from just like I don't know, just like being in a being in the boat, being stir crazy of sorts. Cabin oh, yeah. cabin fever. But now they're all they're all jazzed up and they're excited because they're on their mission. They're gonna go to try they're basically working on a blockade for English ships. Yeah, they're supposed to just go out into the Atlantic and, and just and patrol and, and stop anything that comes anybody. through. Yeah. But yeah. But guess so, what, man? They don't see a whole lot of action. They don't see anything. Yeah. So there's a couple things. A young guy has a pregnant fiance. He talks a bunch about that. He's worried about her because of the resistance. They're going to kill. The, the resistance will kill her if it turns out that they find out that she has like a German baby. Um, no. Way. Yeah. They play a bunch of like propaganda or uh, rousing music to kind of get everyone jazzed, which is more like the English marching song. He's kind of making fun of Germany again, but saying like, oh, definitely. they do it Especially, for their own, they do it for their own like pride or whatever. They're doing it uh, just to get under the skin of that pro-Nazi. Guy. Right, yeah. And then just otherwise, it just seems like hell. Like even when they get the mission, it doesn't t- change their, they want to sink stuff and they don't get a mission that kind of tells them to do that. They just continue to, to monitor or whatever. Right. And everyone's just like, fucking going crazy and they get like a little thing it's like an alarm and they hear propeller noises but nothing ever really comes of it and they're they're just like eating lemon you see them just eating raw lemons and curdling milk and stuff and they're just like they're just going crazy literally just eating i can't even imagine sitting there eating more than a tiny slice of a lemon no they ate like five lemons (laughs) you're just like eating lemons and lemons yeah they're going they're literally going crazy and so finally finally they hear from a different u-boat that there is a convoy oh yeah and that they could actually go after it and so they go after it 10 hours away right and so they go after it and it's but it's super duper foggy. as they head towards it it's like super duper foggy and they kind of end up right in front of the boat like they 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 they're like we can't we don't know where where we're shooting we can't shoot and then all of a sudden the boat's coming at them so they have to dive oh man that's right on top of them right and yeah. one it starts the beginning of one of many depth charge scenes. Right, yeah, yeah. So this is the first one. And they go to crazy depths to try to get away from it. And only by luck are they able to kind of like get out from under this destroyer oh, for yeah. this first one. And so at this point, again, <laughs> they're just kind of like doing nothing out at sea. This is my section called at sea number two, <laughs> where they're like they're checking for STDs, we get scenes of them get checking for lice and stuff like that. Oh, and, and crabs. Crabs. Yeah. And even the young Nazi has crabs. So he like even has them in thing. his eyebrows yeah. or something, right? He's, got, he's gotten so oh. far, so bad that he's got crabs up in his eyebrows and stuff like that. That is yeah. nasty. <clears throat> and so they're doing, they're basically just all going crazy. And I think this is what the, the claim to fame of Das Boot is, is really getting that sense of claustrophobia and really um, how nuts it is when you're like, in the middle of this and getting like depth charged and you never really know if you're going to be able to surface ever again. You're in this tin can that can kind of like go down at any time. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. And so, yeah, they're really hoping to go, uh, after they're like eating rotten meat at this point and doing all kinds of crazy (laughs) shit. Uh, Yeah. Well that keeps going on. But anyway, they eventually they surface and they run in. Well, when they get up on top, they see another, Boat coming yeah, at Thomason, yeah. Yeah, and it's him. Yeah. And our captain the is other U-boat. pissed. Yeah, the other U-boat. So first, they're super excited to see this other U-boat. They're like, Thomason, yeah, woo! And then like he pulls out his dick and Thomason pulls his dick. And they get real close. They pull the U-boats really close to each other and they just like quickly touch dicks. It was weird. But I mean, dude, that's, <clears throat> that's just I mean, how it is. It's called the U-boat salute. Uh, it's actually a thing uh, that they they needed to do. Wow. Is that an Urban Dictionary? Yes, it is. Uh, uh, if not, it's about to be. <laughs> And but yeah, then he's pissed because it means that the the 
blockade is all fucked up. Right. Yep. There's a giant gaping hole somewhere because there are what twelve of these boats that are supposed to be, and they're in the Atlantic. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm spoiler, and uh, spoiler alert, not small. No, and it's a pretty big ocean. Yeah. yeah, I'd say it's like a, you know, at least the sixth biggest. At least, yeah, if not the seventh. Yeah, or not the fifth. Anyways, uh, so I call this one other U-boat slash convoy because that's actually only a very brief moment because they they almost oh, immediately. Yeah be able to find another convoy to go after and they're like oh we're gonna go after this convoy like perfect mm-hmm. but anyway the way that they were able to run into the other one is because also during this whole time they've been at sea there have been wicked storms yeah yeah, yeah. and they've been it's totally a huge pushed gale off. or something right yeah yeah they've been totally pushed off course it's amazing that anyone can even navigate in any of this Right. But yeah, they do find a convoy. Which may be why when they find this convoy, it doesn't have an escort at all. It's basically just alone out in the ocean. Right. And so they're able to go after this convoy. And time to send some eels. Right. So they they shoot off- That's what they call them. They didn't call them fish. It was like, "Uh, come on, guys. Again, eels are fish, so it's fine. Hmm. It's up for interpretation. Yeah. Hmm. Are they they officially a a fish or are they officially a fish? If it's a, if it's in the water, it's it's a type of fish. Hmm. I'm ruling it. Boom. Confirmed. Oh, okay. So they they get real. This is where they get really fucked up, and for the first time, they get really fucked up because they end up shooting off all these eels, and they hit the two. They hit two of the boats, and they're like jazzed. Like you don't even believe how jazzed they are. Oh yeah. They finally kill something. They've been out in this ocean doing nothing for so long, but they have to go down and. They're getting just lashed by pings. They're, they, they're getting depth charged like crazy. Oh, yeah. They're getting rocked. Yeah. And they are going to clearly get killed. Like, it's just not, it's like obvious. Well, there's even a time during this where they think that it's done. And then all of a sudden, right. the sonar guy's like, uh, we got another one right on top of us. And boom, right back in it. Yeah. So it is. It dude the the way that they film this yeah they get you get the sense of nervousness yeah they get a bunch of leaks there's fire everywhere like things are really getting fucked up bolts are shooting out well that's because they go way below crush depth they go to 240 meters at this point which is insane yeah it's like off the like off the thing that they're measuring with almost oh yeah they they were wrapping their dial <laughs> and so everything starts to fall apart after the next step because they continue to get depth charge even though they're so far down mm-hmm. they continue to get depth charge and they are sinking they are straight up actually sinking and and but all the while the captain is extremely cool-headed during right this. and who isn't cool-headed though ghost yeah. or johan yeah, the guy johan in the, the diesel room. room dude he freaks out yeah he wants to get out he tries to get out of the submarine which obviously would kill everyone and they have to kind of like hold him down and this is supposed to be something that would like end obviously end everything he probably i don't know if he would have been killed or if, like, get course i guess he would court-martialed and stuff like that court he he brings up court-martialing yeah. later the captain and goes so, and like, gets a gun yeah so it's it's like it's it's obviously not very good and being in a submarine i think it's like being in a space shuttle like if you have a freak out like that like that's it like you can't that's oh yeah, man. So you can't you can't do that. You have to be cool, especially he's the engine guy. Like he's got to be cool under pressure. <laughs> yeah, well, we kind of need you to help this thing run. Right. So then, at this point, they have another depth charge. Everything's they kind of calm them down, but like have another depth charge, and everything seems like it's going. They're going actually sinking because 
our young correspondent, who's kind of the main character of this whole thing. He's at this. He's been growing a beard. He's becoming a the comrades. Becoming with everyone. a man. Yeah, he's becoming a submariner, really. But he kind of crawls under a bunk and like looks at a picture of mountains that they have, yep. because he's like, I'm I'm now gonna die. I have to like accept I'm gonna die. And he gets he falls asleep or whatever. And then what's he do? Well, he wakes up and like oh! every, everything's fine. Like everyone's what? everything's fine. Everyone's quiet, and they had just basically they were able to survive. They were able to stop the sinking, but they haven't gone up to surface yet. And so they go up to surface, and what do they see? They see the ships that they absolutely destroyed, and they are in flames. On fire, yeah. And all of a sudden, you start seeing a bunch of people. And no, I mean, no, no, this no, is no. hours later. That's not, it's not yet even, because they, they look yeah. at it, and they're like, it's on fire. It's just been, it's been smoldering. It's been burning for so long. And like, we may as well finish the job. I, I don't even know if they needed to blow it up officially, mm-hmm. but it seemed like almost like, well, we survived all this. We We should- destroy it so they shoot off a torpedo to blow it up and when it blows up a bunch of people jump off and they were like shit why weren't they rescued why why are they still on this boat that's burning and will sink they had six hours yeah and we can't they had six hours to pick these people up and they're like we can't take these people on board well yeah you can because captain was super mad he's like these people needed to be rescued yeah but then they just back away. They just back away real I quick. I mean, almost seen... like the Homer Simpson gif where he just like <laughs> goes into the trees. Or yeah. The bushes. <laughs> I mean, you. <laughs> it's like, oh, That's shit. what happened. Well, not my problem. Uh, but it's not like there's any room on this boat anyway. Like you said, you've seen how close no, it, was, it is. It wasn't going to work and they didn't have any fuel. They didn't really have much food either. Like even at this point, they're like, we have to go back to home port. They don't feel good about it, but mm-hmm. they have to go back to home port. Uh. And, you know, I called this section kind of survival, at, you know, it's it's really like- You didn't call it Bear Grylls or anything like that? No. It's just survival. But it seems, it seems super, it's like all of it is just surviving. Everything seems very ghostly at this point. I do, th- I do think there is some interpretation here that they died in that first uh, attack. Are you being for real? Well, because they talk about like, the captain says like, we live, like see, we live. He keeps on talking about how like they live, they're actually alive. It's like he's almost convincing people that they're alive and it's like super ghostly. And there was no explanation for how they stopped the first sinking. It just was they stopped the sinking and the guy woke up. I guess that's true. So, But anyways, yeah. they get a radiogram. Yeah. So they want to head back to, to France, but they get a radiogram that tells them not says, to. Guess what? There's some hot action going on down at the Straits of Gibraltar. Yeah. So stop and it, you're going there. Right. And everyone is- Super pissed. And why are they pissed? Because they wanted to get with some ladies. They wanted to get with some nurses and stuff like that when they got back to France. Guess what's not in Spain? Women. Hot ladies and hot (laughs) nurses. It's a country entirely made of men. Right. That's actually a little known fact. Uh, So I'm I'm Uh, glad we're teaching people. Sorry, Spain listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Most of our listeners are from different countries. So we just got to be careful which ones we make fun of. So Spain, get more listeners. We won't make fun of you. But yeah, so they're, they're all super ex- upset about this. Um, yeah, so- Wait, can I make a Spain up? joke? Yes, you can make you a Go Spain for joke. it. I hear when you fly to Spain and you get off the airplane, the first thing to do is give you a blindfold for the women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm Wow, good. dude. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, Spain listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my word. All right. So, yeah. anyways, they start heading down to the Straits of Gibraltar, and our captain comes up with a plan. He wants to get Cobb and the naval correspondent 
off this boat. Yeah. We don't understand why at this point, but they, he like, mm-hmm. that's his like main thing is like, you guys are leaving. His excuse is that Cobb's wife is sick, which is true. And so he needs to go back and the war correspondent is going to kind of go with him as yeah. like accompany him and go back to Germany. Cause like, you don't have to be, you've gotten everything you need. You don't have to keep on going with us for right. this next mission or whatever. And you can keep him company on the way back to Germany. And, uh, and they're like, okay, this is like weird. He wanted to stay. And the correspondent's been like, you know, part of the crew and stuff like that. And he's, yeah, he's you know, been making friends, friends especially with that guy who has, has the, the pregnant fiance. Yeah, yeah. He even goes down there and says, Hey, Heinz. Heinz. <laughs> hey, yeah. Heinz. Yeah. It's not like, not like the other Heinz we had in that movie that died like one second into it. It's like, Oh boy, Heinz. <laughs> oh yeah. I remember <laughs> they, the head. they kept bringing him up. Remember Heinz? Heinz died. What? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so he goes down gets the letters and he's like, I will deliver these yeah. right after I go on to some kind of fancy super yacht. And this, and is, have a, a, this is a super weird part of the movie. Oh yeah. Cause they go onto this yacht to get supplies and they're basically meeting. It's like a German you know, yacht who stays in Spain and they're, they're like super excited to meet all these submariners, like our true heroes. Of course, these submariners are like, fuck you guys. Like mm-hmm. we're not here like to talk about the greatness of Germany. We're here yeah. to like get some supplies and go back into our hellhole that is a yeah. submarine. Like, you want to go see that shit yeah. that we're living in and we've been living in yeah. for months? Like basically it really is like you don't understand anything. Like you're here in your fancy boat. Yeah. <laughs> Come back to our boat. You have you're a buffet. Find a- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have somebody up here serving you. Yeah. What is going on? And they're talking about how like, oh, tell us some stories and stuff like that. And they tell some like funny off color stories or whatever. And it's like, they clearly yeah. don't understand. Like, oh, isn't this great? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's grand. The story you told us. But anyways, these guys also think that the uh, like little pretty boy Hitler youth dude on the sub is the captain. Right. And they're yeah. like, uh, no, it's that dude who looks tired as fuck. Right. And he looks awesome with a beard. Yeah. So they basically tell him officially it's not gonna it's not gonna work out. That they, they're not going to be able to take the war correspondent or the cob off the boat. They have a very important mission. Mm-hmm. And it's a, um, what's it called? Uh, death mission? What's it called? <laughs> death trap? Uh, it's a death trap. So anyways, he, that, it, it turns out that that's why he wanted to get them off the boat. Because he, he knew. He kind of knew. All he that. knew it was going to be you know, really tough. So anyways, they get a whole bunch of supplies. Everyone, well, everyone you know what even sh- makes this boat. worse? Yeah. So they get the news that they're going on this death trap. And what's one of the things we see those guys loading onto this boat? A million bananas. We even get a, a quote. A million bananas. We get a quote, because they put the bananas all up on the maps, and they get a quote where the guy says, I can't navigate on bananas. <laughs> can't do anything on bananas. Get those bananas off this fucking boat. Yeah. That's what I'd say. If you were starving, and you were on a boat, and somebody says, hey, I got a bunch of bananas here, turn them down. I would actually still eat those bananas. I'm starving. Right? How starving am I? I like Dude. bananas. Yeah. Yeah, but they're bad luck. Yeah, but how, but how starving am I? Really bad. Really I'm eating starving. those bananas. <laughs> what no, are you talking about? Can't do it. Well, but if if I eat the bananas, are the bananas still on the boat? Yeah. They're, they're on, on me. the boat. They're inside you. They're, they're not on, on you. They're on the boat called Jamie's. Oh, Ooh. edit out that name. <laughs> <laughs> kind of mumbled it anyway. I think, I think we're good. Um, <laughs> uh, so anyways, he tells the crew after he got all this stuff that uh, the plan is ridiculous but it is going to be that they're going to dive they're going to just float through the gibraltar the trade of gibraltar which is super tiny dude i got on google maps and yep. measured this you you guys guess how wide the straits of gibraltar are i thought they said wasn't inches. It, what, wasn't it like uh 10 miles or something or seven miles go with that first one 
10 miles. Yeah. Yeah. 10 miles. Like, talk about a bottleneck. Yeah. So everyone's like, oh, that sounds reasonable. Yeah, yeah, we could just like dive and then we'll just like slip right through. No big deal. Super silent. And so anyways, I start going through the Strait of Gibraltar and- they be, it's funny. It's like, like a charge, right? He's like basically like, charge. Well, it's, there's all kinds of rockets and ships are shooting at them. Because it just cuts to that. Because like, like that. all right, here's the plan. And then, oh my God. Yes, yeah, charge. He basically he's like charging into battle with like rockets and everything. And everyone's It's amazing. Like, everyone's like, what is he doing? Are we going to dive? Aren't we going to go in silently? Like he's letting everyone know. And it turns out this was the thing. Like there was no way for them to go through the, the Strait of Gibraltar. So it was almost like, let's create chaos whoa, and maybe by whoa, chance whoa, we'll whoa. make it through. What's the version up? I watched, they uh, they hung out in the fog and they there was probably like a 20 minute scene where they were kind of like sneaking through it and then they got caught like halfway through. And then- Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely true, but it, it's kind of explained that the captain knew it was never going to work, but they were never going to be able to sneak through and they were never going to be able to dive and go silent. Like hmm. they were always going to have to sneak forwards, eventually get seen and then try to break through at the he last He said moment. they were going to use the surface currents, which would take them through. And that would mean they'd have to be surface the entire way, but they would be silent as a shadow. Yeah, no, I don't think that, but in the end they explained that that was, that was never, go- that was never actually the plan. You, we definitely watched a different cut. Maybe because like they they kind of say explicitly like that the captain knew it was never going to work, and that the only thing they could do was go yeah. at it as hard. Interesting, as they could. yeah. Just cut to the explosive scene. It sounded like yeah, because actually the plan in, in our in my version that I watched was dive and go silent. No, they had a really long uh, discussion about they were going to use the surface currents because that would take them through the lower yeah. currents down, so, but beneath the surface would take them out and would actually push them out. They'd be going against the grain. They'd be using like yeah. full engines. They'd be making too much noise. So they had to stay surfaced and they were going to go at night and use the fog and try to navigate through. Yeah. I had a different, I did, I did watch a different, different version, at least not the same actual movie. See, this is the problem with director's cuts and re-releases and all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. It screws up the podcast. Because yeah, I actually have a whole note about how they explain it was never possible. Yeah, it was never possible that they were going to make it through. I'm waiting for Jamie to start talking about when they get the ring and they have to take it to Mordor. So right, (laughs) that wasn't wasn't in my cut. Anyways, anyways, (laughs) they crash. They crash dive in the end. I mean, he's up. The captain's. You had it where the captain was up on the top though for a really long time, and everyone's like, "Get in here! Get in here!" Right? Yeah, he was on the. He was on the top, but yeah, and everyone's like, "You got to get in here," but he was refusing to go down. Because everyone's no, like, oh, it's time to die. Did not have oh, that. No? no. Oh, see, that's I had that for sure. Because he was he was up there. Everyone kind of came in and they were like, come on. And he was up there kind of like, yeah. And there was rockets everywhere. <laughs> no. Anyway. <laughs> it's not, all weird. Did not have that. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, they, they crash dive at this point and they end up on the bottom. Well, like, dude, all right. Yeah. There's some, there's some pretty amazing things going on here yeah. during this whole thing. Uh, I even have listed in my notes probably one of the greatest scenes of all cinema. One of the crew members... Is freaking out and throws bananas and says, I need a wrench. That's right. Yeah, he does do that. <laughs> like, whoa. Yep. Guys, this is what we're this is what we're looking for. Yep. Bigger wrench, right? I need a bigger well, wrench. Well, no, and then later a guy asks, he says, I need a bigger wrench. Oh my God. Like, yes! <laughs> double whammy. Come on. Yeah. This is what we want. Yeah. So they went crazy. Yeah, so they they end up getting, you know, crazy depth charged and they end up hitting going to all the way to the bottom and this is where the actual thing starts like spinning around like oh, the dude. depth like they they're way past their needle has like broken off dude they bottom out cartoon. at 280 meters they yeah. are 
deep. And they're straight on the bottom and, and the entire boat is like non-functional, right? So like everything's screwed up. They're not really getting hit anymore because they're just like kind of on the bottom. Because <laughs> like, uh, everyone thinks far they're far dead. Down. They think they're dead, yeah. Everyone would assume that they're dead at this point. You know what? In any other movie we've seen, they would have let up an oil slick yeah. and jettisoned some clothes right out of the sub. Yeah. And what's the biggest danger at this point for them? Dude, the batteries. Yeah. The batteries. Well, they can't move. They can't move at all. Yeah. They're stuck. The batteries are a big one and the uh, CO, oh, CO2 yeah, levels. CO2. Oxygen is so they only have a certain, running out. They only have a certain amount of time. They got to fix a few things. One is they got to make sure that the batteries don't get water into them. The other one is that they have to start, they have to replace these big things in the engine as well because the engine doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So they have these two kind of different things that they have to do and they have to fix all the leaks as well. So leaks was like the first thing they did. They were able to actually get Oh, but get dude, all the that was done. like nothing for these guys. You but just they, get a huge wrench, wham, done. Right. You at least need a pretty big wrench or at least a bigger wrench. Mm-hmm. And they so they're going through this thing, and I actually thought this would be a this is a really good example of something that's like not a sports movie, but could be like used for motivation for sports at this point because it's really about this a team. movie. Yeah, it's about a team at this point in, in particular. It's about a team, and it's about never giving up because basically they're like we have this we have a certain amount of time. We're gonna die from the CO two. We just need this the cob this guy who wasn't even supposed to be on this fucking boat. He was supposed to go home and see go yeah. and go back to his sick wife. We need him to be like a hero and do it. And you need to not be able to give up. We saw Johan, this engine guy, previously freak out and kind of not be that team player. Yeah. And it's unacceptable. But here's the cop. He's unrelenting, never giving up. And they're like, at some certain point, we get a scene where the war correspondent is talking about the captain. It's like, it's not going to happen, is it? And the captain was like, it was never going to happen. And this is where in my version, he talks about how like we were never going to make it through or whatever. Yeah. I don't know if that was, it must've been different your guys, yeah. but he talks about how like it was never, we you know we were never going to make it through. And this was the only chance we had was like just trying to push our way, way through. And that's why I tried to get, get you guys off the boat. But dude, Cobb is starting to shine. Yeah. He is working so hard. Right. And what's, what do they think they have? He can fix it in like six hours or something he that's says. That's what he said, yeah. And then it comes around to 15 hours, and that's when they're like, this isn't good. Yeah. But then he walks in, and he goes, uh, by the way, <laughs> did it. It's, it's done. done. It's done. And they t- they turn everything <laughs> on. What? Turn everything on, and they start moving. They're like, okay, blow the ballast. Let's see if we move. And they do, and they get the engine going, and they get up to the surface, and they float away. And they're heroes, sort of, I guess. They didn't really actually do what they were supposed to do, but they survive somehow. And they're going home and they're like, this is amazing. We're amazing. And this is such like an uplifting ending to a movie. Nothing else possibly could happen at the end of this film. <laughs> yeah, I so, know. Because they're, they're coming hug in. and high five and just Have some do flowers thrown at our boat. The captain went around and said, you know what? All of you pull out your dick. I'm going to keep mine Whoa, in my pants. Dude, take it easy. And then they're like, no, you pull out your dick. And he's like, thank you. And he did it for them. Mm-hmm. And then- Warplanes came in. Yeah, so and they go shot the shit out of them. Arrive back at where they started in France, and literally planes come out of the sky and destroy most of them. Yep. During, during the celebration, the <laughs> end. <laughs> yeah, you enjoy life. Well, fuck you. That's what they said. Pretty like, like, much. That guy who had the pregnant fiance dead. I saw him dead. I yep. looked for him. I was like, oh, not him. Oh yep. my god. That's who <laughs> I was. Look, that's who I was dead. looking forward to. But yeah. at least the his cop? letters cop, will no, probably survive. get delivered. I think Cobb survived. He was yes. like shaking in the He shelter. and the correspondent were the two characters that survived that you would have right. kind of paid attention to. Yeah. Did we get under time somehow? Or is it not timed? 
Not at all. I totally forgot to turn that on. Great. We probably spoke for an hour. Yeah. Well, 45 minutes, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, that was the that Captain was the full dies extent. watching the U-96 sink into the bottom yeah. of the water. Some ways, he was a metaphor for the submarine itself. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. All right. Let's keep this thing moving. We hmm. have been dragging it on. Well, we've been dragging it on for other reasons than necessarily talking a whole bunch. Hmm. <laughs> Technical issues. <laughs> Uh, so ratings. What do people want to do? Let's just someone just first jump out of the sub and go with it. Ooh! <laughs> Don't get shot by a plane. Oh. So Brom, Brom, let's do a classic. You go first. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, guys, Can't wait to hear this joke. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, uh, this movie that we watched, Das Boot. That's how uh, Zach would start it. <laughs> Zach's was, like, what the fuck, dude? He just totally stole my intro. Yeah, now I took all his uh, material away. He's just gonna go straight to his rating. <laughs> this this uh, this film, Das Boot. Uh, no, it was a uh, very long movie. First thing, obviously, I noticed it. It felt like uh, I was watching a TV series. There were times I'm like, holy cow. Like, you could just end an episode there. I'll pick back up and watch another hour, knock it out, you know, with this being over three hours. Uh, I do think there were uh, points where they could have cut out a little bit. Uh, strange that the version that I watched that apparently Jamie didn't have, they cut into one of the most entertaining scenes for me. I really enjoyed the sort of second half of the movie once we kind of got to the action with sinking the, um, not freighter, what was it, uh, Whatever it was, oil tanker? oil tanker, oil tanker, yeah. Uh, once we got there, and then the Strait of Gibraltar, that scene was awesome uh, as they were kind of navigating uh, like a shadow in the night, as they described it, uh, through the fog, and then do, all of a sudden do, they the turn. Only, Go ahead. The only thing I will, will say about that is uh, it seems to cut into, the, the version you guys had seems mm-hmm. to cut into a little bit the idea of him trying to get the two people off the boat. Right, he definitely wanted to get them off the boat. He wanted to get but, uh, the correspondent off the boat, and he wanted to get the cob off the right, boat. Right, but he explained he explained it in my version. He explained it explicitly because he knew there was no way they were going to survive. Yeah, he didn't really get into that. It was more of he just wanted to get them off because he felt that they had had enough. And he said yeah, he no. told the cob that he, he, he I could see it. You know, he's been longing for his wife. You've you've put in the hours. Mm-hmm. You've done the work. Get off. And then he told the correspondent this was never really a place for him. Yeah, you've put in so many years of service. You're 27 years old. Yeah, (laughs) but look what it's done to you. Made you look like a 50 year old man. Get the hell off this boat. (laughs) But I really loved the second half of this movie. Uh, So I wouldn't want to sacrifice too much of the character building because that's ultimately what really attached me to this movie and what made it stick with me. You know, a a week or two, and even to this point now, after we kind of watched it, it really. Stuck with me. I, I liked it more after I slept on it as well and kind of woke up and I'm just like, man, you put you invested all this time into watching these characters and the torture and torment that they went through. At points, it almost felt like a horror movie. And you think they're out of it. They're, they're at the celebration like, holy shit, like that was awesome. And then they die. Uh, <laughs> you hear the air raid siren go off and there's a strafing run from the British and all the characters that you watched and put all this time into uh, get lit up and uh, just kind of touches on sort of the futility of war in some aspects and a uh, really impactful movie. 
Uh, this is a, a tour de force of submarine movies. I would find it, I find it hard to believe if there's a better submarine film out there. But uh, I'll leave room for one. I'm going to give this a nine and a half. Very solid rating. Very solid. Uh, I can go next. Go for it. Yeah, I got so it. I, oh, okay. Okay. No, I'm just kidding, Jamie. You can go. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed this movie. I think it is a superb film. Um, I think some people could could jump on a little bit because it does, doesn't play. Love, exactly love the theme like, song, real quick. Just had to say, I love the theme song. That was such a haunting song. Really yeah. reminded me of something like The Godfather or Schindler's List. Just a really great theme song. Sorry. Yeah. And I just, I, yeah, I really loved the character development. I loved how it went went through the whole thing. I could see how they could cut it into a much shorter film. I actually think what you would do is you would cut basically from when they did that dive where they almost sank. You'd cut that into the next part where they survive on the bottom of the Strait of Gibraltar or whatever. And then you just come up and go straight back to things. So you cut out everything all the way through. Oh, man. Because you could, because you could, because they basically looked like they were sinking and then they could end up on the bottom. Not really, because they're in the Atlantic, but still end up on the bottom and then make their way back Mm. from there or whatever. So you can see how it could could work a little bit where they cut it into all these different lengths of movie with how like everything kind of went through it. Different folks. Different strokes, man. Yeah, I preferred this much longer one. Um, it did not feel like a what was it, a four-hour film or whatever? Three and a half hour. Yeah, it did not feel like that. It felt like it flew by. I really enjoyed watching it. It's nothing like Gods and Generals, for example, which is feels <laughs> like it's five thousand hours long. <laughs> yeah, it does. That one's that's a gauntlet. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know. I I think there's not really going to be much that we're going to see. I mean. I think people could pick on it maybe because it's a German production. So it doesn't necessarily have like the same, uh, I don't know. It's not like a Spielberg, it's not like a Spielberg film. Like it's not like it doesn't have like this weird polish or comedy to it. Like it's a sad film. It's a tough film to get through or all that stuff. It's not an American film. It's a German film. So like some people could pick on it and be like, oh, German film, subtitles, whatever. But, you know, I loved it. I'm going to give it a full 12 incher oh man what'd you give it straight up to midnight 12 incher oh oh yeah the raging 12 incher perfect film to me yeah this is pretty much what what i would like it's got everything that we that i would want out of a submarine film action drama eels in the water fire wrenches and then bigger wrenches (laughs) crush depth extra crush depth they're on the bottom of the ocean crush depth (laughs) Everyone dying at the end for no reason, really. Mm-hmm. Perfect. We didn't have anybody take their own life. We have seen that a lot in some No movies. mutiny either, but that's actually much more accurate, I think, to yeah to submarines in general. I don't think they'd be like, we do, he's a captain. See that, Dick? Get out of here. Goodness. All right. And I'm ready to cut in. Dude, you do you. <laughs> cut him loose. Hey, can, I, can I cut in? I'm going to cut in. <laughs> um, uh, hey, Zach. Uh, can you can I, can I go cut ahead and in? cut in? Can you cut in? Can, can I can I can can I say something? Can I cut in? All, All right. in favor of Zach Jeez. cutting in, say aye. Aye. <laughs> He's giving it one inch. <laughs> All right. So we watched this, this movie. Josh Boot. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm. I got a lot to talk about with this movie. I got a lot to talk about. Sit down. Fill up a beer. I'm gonna rant. <laughs> Ooh. One. Inch. This movie. Das Boot. Um, it was funny. I had a good time watching it. Had a lot of laughs. <laughs> it's comedy. Comedy. 
Uh, but no, the, uh, there's it was a it was you know it was a film it was a film about a bunch of people on a sub. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't watch it. I know it sounds like I didn't watch it, but uh, no, it's 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 uh, you know it's, I feel it's like a uh, Zach's film. giving a book report on a book that he didn't even hear about <laughs> until he got called up to the front of the class. <laughs> some, I got to tell you, some good looking boots. Yeah, turn, turn, to, turn to the kid next to me. Oh, shit, today's we present today. <laughs> <laughs> um no you know it's kind of, i mean ben said a lot jamie said a lot it was a long movie it was good though you know <laughs> it was funny there's some good jokes you know you got the crabs right yeah. that was funny Mike mm-hmm. uh microscope or magnifying glass to the penis i liked it something that really yeah, take a microscope that. to a penis microscope <laughs> um you know what though here here are my complaints i'm just gonna jump into my rant Movie, Ugh. you know how I feel about older films. This isn't even that old, man. It's 81. 81. Dude, it was before I was born. So, right. oh, so, so you don't like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Is that what you're saying? What the hell is that? No. Um, <laughs> you don't like Star Wars. That's what you're what saying. What is, what? Um, what was I going with that? I had a joke. I was going to talk <laughs> about the diversity and that there's no diversity in this film, but I kind of just ruined that. So let's just skip over that joke. Um I actually did like it a lot, though. I really liked the character development. It was definitely dark. Um, I loved the emphasis on, like, the sounds in the sub. I thought that was cool. I was sitting there, and I was just like, I can get into this. Um, and then uh, the scene, what was the one scene? The scene when they were jumping off the, the other people were jumping off the boat, like, on fire. That was mm-hmm. intense. Definitely. And then the ending, it's like we were, we're talking about the other movies this director did, like, um, The Perfect Storm. It's literally kind of like the same way. They get like you think they're going to make it, they're going to live, everyone's going to live, and then now a giant tidal wave comes and <laughs> they all die. So this when the planes came and they just murdered them all. I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> so <laughs> what, what did I learn from watching it? Guess guess it's not as it's no Mister Limpet, right? It's not that fun. Right. <laughs> so yeah, true. what if Limpet showed up? It would have been well, the perfect been the movie. Side, if he would have saved oh my it, gosh. it would have been no. great. No, no, no. Limit's the other side. Yeah. Yeah. If, if all of right. a sudden they get a radiogram, there's reports of a talking <laughs> or, fish feeding God. the allies. Yeah, or or Limpet's just, Limpet the fish is just crying as the people are jumping off that boat on fire. Guys, there's the idea. We need to cut and paste all the movies we've watched into one super movie and somehow make it all fit. I like that. Somehow. <laughs> um. I'm just going to get to my rating. Uh, ben, you gave it a what? Nine and a half? Yes. I'll give it a nine. All right. All so right. What, you, just to be clear, you gave Mr. Limpet a nine as well or a 10? 9.5. Uh, I gave Limpet a 9.5, which I definitely okay. still found more entertaining than this film. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Limpet is so good. It's so St. Peter will have something to tell you when you die someday. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, I'm just saying, Dust Boot's good, but it's just like it's no, no it's no limpet, it's, it's no, no limpet, limpet. right? I mean, who, who casually just sits down and why? Hey, it's Saturday afternoon. Eh, let's put in Dust Boot. I'm gonna feel good. Later. It's it. like it's like the same. Like you mentioned Schindler's List. Like yeah, I'm just gonna go sit down and watch Schindler's List for the hell of it. I mean, good God, that's gonna I take an Schindler's emotional List. toll on Underrated. you. So you got to plan ahead. But limpet, I mean, come on, man, crack open some wine, have a few laughs. It's a good yeah, time. Yeah, dude. 
You could have kids around just watching Limpet. You and you're like, I'm getting all these weird ass jokes that these stupid yeah. asses aren't understanding. Right. I'm looking at my scores though that I've given out. And I've my highest one's still Life Aquatic, and I stand by that. This oh, I definitely like that more than this one. So solid nine. All right. All right. Mustard Man, how about you? All right. Well. I'm going to start off from the beginning and just say I'm giving it a 7.5. Wow. Probably going to be the lowest. I was originally thinking 7, but you guys have kind of talked about it, and I thought a little bit more. Uh, 7.5, sure, I'll go up a little bit. But uh, to me, just way too long uh, for it to be. Same length, right? uh, You know, I I get it. Originally wanted to be even longer, (laughs) Um, or I heard of a version being even longer, and it's just broaching the point where it's just too long for a movie. some things I did really like. There was Zach kind of alluded to it, some funny parts, but one part I thought was really funny was at the beginning where some guy is talking about the uh, some girl that it used to bang or something like that, and the other guy it sounded like he was getting off. So I thought that was really funny. I don't know if that really happens on boats or not, but sat there laughing at it. You know, some of the other things I did like the authenticity of some of the stuff. Like it was really cool. They like had I think an enigmas machine in a couple of the scenes where they were decoding stuff that was pretty cool to see um and jamie i think you've talked about that before wasn't your family involved with that at some point my grandfather worked at the place that they cracked the enigma code in england during the war um so it was pretty cool seeing some of that old stuff um i get that they were also going for you know trying to make it really feel like you were on uh, a submarine during World War II at this point. I think they did a very good job of that. Um, very tight, just even with the scene, so many people crammed into it. It definitely felt like, you know, if that's what they were going for, they did a really good job. A uh, couple other things, though. Um, I, I guess, you know, like the the captain, I guess he was supposed to be not, I don't want to say what anti-Nazi. I just don't think there were too many captains like that uh, during Germany. They uh, were very notorious of killing <laughs> people that were anti-Nazi. <laughs> so, I, you know, the, the whole thought of it being an anti-Nazi getting that far to have his own ship, I think is a little crazy, especially if he was that anti-Nazi. He's still going out doing his job that the Nazis are still asking him to do of it. I uh, thought a bit of a stretch, but I'm, I am I don't know. Um, and then one thing I also noticed, I didn't notice anyone do like uh, the Nazi Hail Hitler thing. They all did regular uh, like military salutes. And I thought that was a little different. Now, I don't know if that's 100% how it's supposed to be in Germany during World War II, but I thought that was a little strange not seeing it once. The people on the ship did uh, when they were getting resupplied in Spain. Yeah. Oh, d- did they? Okay. Yeah, but yeah, that was it. Otherwise, you must have missed that. But yeah, didn't really see much of that. Other than that, you know, I just too long for me to be completely entertained by it, but pretty good overall. I'm still going to stick with the 7.5. All right, man. Oh, by the way, I was going to say, I do not condone anyone using the Hail Hitler. I just thought if it was going for authenticity, I thought we probably would have seen it a little bit more. Really? (laughs) You denounced that? I'm surprising to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. You're very progressive. Thank you. <laughs> I also learned, though, that there was a similar hand gesture that the Americans used prior to World War II that looked just like it and that people were supposed to do during the Pledge of Allegiance. I learned that. Wait, oh. what? Yeah. Yep. Don't, well, try, don't try that at home. Yeah. 
Don't no, do that. No, yeah, they got We're rid of school. that. Don't do that during the <laughs> Pledge of Allegiance. Don't try to bring that back. <laughs> Hold on. Let you me look to see. Uh, Let me see if I can out. see what it was called. <laughs> Just for everyone that's out there that was really confused or wants to know what it was really like. I'll figure it out. I'll let you guys know. All right. Uh, I'll get into mine. Heil Heil Roosevelt. That's what it's called. Seriously? No. (laughs) There's no way. It's called (laughs) the the Bellamy Salute. That's what it's called. Bellamy Salute. Hmm. Well, let's not bring that back. All right. No. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I'll get into mine. This film was absolutely phenomenal. The length I didn't even have a problem with. Like you mentioned, Jamie, I was sitting there watching it. And I checked the time. I was like, "Oh wow! I've already I've only been watching this two and a half hours, right. and I felt like no time had gone by. I was loving every single minute of it. I literally don't know what they could have cut out. I know you guys mentioned some things, but I how can you cut it out and make the same film? It's phenomenal. The use of sound was incredible, especially when." There was one scene where they started going after somebody and just this kind of like modern music started playing. I was like, ooh, here we go. The use of color was also great. A lot of times it was that, you know, dark blue and dark green. But when they went up and uh, were watching that ship burn, everything was red, obviously, because of the fire. But just to see everything tinted in a red glow was very cool. I like the use of color in films. And... Actors were all phenomenal. I never thought I would sit down and watch a three and a half hour movie with subtitles, but I did, mm-hmm. and I had no problem with it. Character development was absolutely incredible. You genuinely, it sounds it sounds so weird to say about a film like this, but because you know it's about Germans in World War II, but you actually cared about these characters in it. And you're like, oh, that's. A really weird feeling, Uh, but it was great. It's probably one of now my favorite war films, you know, up there with like Saving Private Ryan and that type of stuff. Uh, This is a full 12 inch for me. Very nice. Yeah. All right. So just to keep it rolling, I'm going to give you some trivia. Uh, So this is based on a book uh, called Das Boot. Oh, how original. Yep. Uh, So it was a fictionalized autobiographical account narrated by Lieutenant Warner, who was a stand-in for the author, Lothar Gunther Buntheim, who joined U-96 for a single patrol in the Battle of the Atlantic. Uh, There was a follow-up sequel, actually, Die Festung. So if you like this one, Kyle, you could always read. I know you're not a big reader. Do you know you knew, do you know how to, you've you've learned though? Uh, actually, through this movie and the subtitles, oh. I had to, I was forced to go to a couple literacy classes, and uh, I now know how to read. Great, and so yeah, so there's actually a sequel to this book. Oh. If you want to read more about it? What's the sequel called? Uh, Die Festung. Is it in English? I don't know. We can find out from the, our local public library. I really hope so. All right. So in order to get it more natural, how everyone looked and stuff like that, they actually filmed this sequentially. So you normally you just kind of film scenes that make the most sense to film uh, based on actor schedules and, and maybe when things are available and stuff. and stuff like that. And if you're filming in a, a couple scenes in a house, but the scenes take place in different parts of the movie, they'll just film all at the same time. Here they filmed it sequentially so that natural grow, uh, beard growth and how pale the actors got were consistent. 
Really? Yeah. Did okay. they like lock these guys away so they got continually paid? Well, they were on that. I think they were like, yeah, kind of like <laughs> put a, away for a long time <laughs> or in the, in the submarine for a very long time. Dang. So uh, they actually constructed models, complete models uh, for the U-976. So it was a type uh, 7C class U-boat. So not only did they do a whole reconstruction of the interior, but they actually had a complete model of the submarine itself which ended up being used in uh raiders of the lost ark when really yeah so when wow. so and and they, i guess they weren't informed that that model which they had leased out as well to kind mm-hmm. of help with the finances just steven spielberg you know they showed up one day to film and the submarine was gone and it turned out that that was the days that uh spielberg needed it and they just weren't informed so they were got oh. there ready to film and the submarine was gone because it was filming kind of a problem and then I'm going to do a couple more. So uh, so talking about the, how accurate this was with the Nazis, there, there is claims um, in a book called Iron Coffins by a former U-boat commander, Herbert A. Warner. He says that prior to 1943, when it was instituted, that naval personnel were chosen based on their loyalty to the Nazi party. Prior to that, U-boats were not particularly political in the people who were on it. Uh, and some uh, another uh, the U-boat historian Michael Gannon maintained that U-boat and the U-boats in particular, not just the Navy as a whole, but the U-boats right. in particular, uh, were particularly uh, not pro-Nazi. So they're they're like somewhat anti anti-Nazi. They they weren't oh, super interesting. Yeah, well, so I would like to, to amend. I would like to amend my score then to a nine. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Realism was a little off. I did not know that. So yeah. and then they started and ended in a, a port called La Rochelle. Uh, in France, but that was not historically accurate, actually. No? They, ch- they chose it only because it, as a place, had not changed very much since World War II. Uh, oh. It would have made more sense to be Saint Nazarie, uh, Nazaire, but uh, because La Rochelle um, really wasn't used at in November 1941 by the Nazis, um, and even at the time, it, the port was pretty much dried up, so it wouldn't have been a place that you could really have had like a submarine port or anything like well, that. Well, I'll overlook it. Yeah. And then finally, just to finish up, uh, we do have a couple casting what ifs. Uh, This was supposed to be an American production. And so it's supposed to be this huge, big kind of event film, which would have been funny if it turned out to be that way. But originally it was supposed to be that Robert Redford would play the captain of the boat. What do you think? Robert Redford as a Jeremy. German. (laughs) German. Not Jeremy. uh, U-boat commander? Yeah. No. All-American hero. This movie would have been a disaster. Okay, so then that was 1976. And then later, they attempted another American production. It was supposed to be Paul Newman. No. This just doesn't work, I don't think, with American actors. The reason this movie is so good is it's just so authentic. Yeah, so apparently both of those failed mostly due to technical concerns. So the German production was able to over, yeah, figure that out a little bit. Better, I guess they Wonder just they they decided Discord. we're definitely going to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did. <laughs> like, I don't know, we can't figure it out. Well, let's just talk to my buddies down at the pub. Yeah, did you read about the camera at all that they used? For oh, this? yeah, yeah, they had special uh, uh gyroscopes and stuff, they built it themselves to try to make it so they could they could run through this tiny interior set, this replica mm-hmm. of a type 7C. 
uh, U-boat, which is very cramped inside. And so in order to be able to kind of run through this thing, just like the crew would have to run through it, you'd have to have this handy cam. You'd have to have a, cam that, a camera that you could kind of hold in your hands yeah. to keep it steady. They made it with gyroscopes. Because I was wondering when some of the shots, I thought, how are they even filming this back in that time? And so to also continue with my casting what ifs, what if the <laughs> captain was portrayed just by a gyroscope? What do you think? Maybe. Just like they'd be like, it would fit with Nazi Germany where it's like a robot. How about a robot? Oh, robot? Yeah. Robot captain. Done. What about yes. a, what about a bionic man? A cyborg. Yes. What about a, what about the Terminator? Damn it. I was trying to think of what it was called, Ben. The T-800. <laughs> <laughs> what the about Ed Harris, though? <laughs> Ed Harris is probably the only American who could pull it off. I actually think no, he does kind of fit. God. Base-wise, he kind of fits, right? David Actually, Dukoff, you, know who I thought? Do it. you know who I thought? Oh, I bet he could. Uh, who's that guy? That, that guy, that's in, right, yeah. You see in everything. I think he's in that show Peaky Blinders. He's also in Batman. Tom Hardy. Killian Murphy? Tom Hardy. Yeah, yeah Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy. Killian oh. Murphy. That guy. I could to see play him who? doing this. Captain? The captain? Really, the captain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, Murphy's the shit. I love you know. Guy. You know if Christopher Nolan remakes this, it'll be... Cillian Murphy oh. and Tom Hardy. It'll be Christian. Yeah. the submarine And all right. Where's and then the boy? <laughs> Where is it? Where is it? <laughs> okay. And then just to finish up with Phantom Zone. Engage the Phantom. Phantom's engaged, sir. So the captain is the father of the German team in Beer Fest with the dust boot. That's awesome. Uh, I used that in the submersible episode for Last Resort, but I'll try to do something a little bit different uh, for that one. So it's only two actors in the entire film that can be linked to a different submarine film. The other is Claude uh, Oliver Rudolph, who played Ario, and Colonel Akakivich. Akakivich uh, Spot on pronunciation. Yeah, so yeah, he was played Ario, and was also uh, Colonel Akovich in the James Bond film. The world is not enough. Wait, he had the same name in two different movies? No, no, no. Oh. So Claude Oliver R- Rudolph was Ario in this <laughs> film, and then was Colonel Akovich in the James Bond film. Oh, that's the guy's enough. name is Colonel. Yes, gotcha. So then we've never used that one. Somehow we've used a lot of James Bond films. I've never used the world is not enough. Uh, so in that, Colin Salmon, who was in Resident Evil Retribution, which is the fifth. Film in the Resident Evil. There's series. a sub in there. 100. I actually double checked that one. There's a I YouTube. Saw that you can one. see the submarine. Yeah. Oh uh, well, the submarine is like yeah, it's like a submarine out in like a shipyard or whatever. Yeah, is that definitely the end of the there? Movie. Yep. Hmm. From there, it's an easy jump to Fate of the Furious. Duh. Um, and then we can just go uh, straight back into that chain I made for Last Resort because I also ended up in Fate of the Furious. Um, wow. So apparently, all things that way lead to Fate of the Furious. Uh, it must have been Fate. Thank you. Ooh. <laughs> of the furious. Oh. All right. Are we ready for some more? <laughs> I think we are. Uh, it's time for some subs worldwide. It's it's subs 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 world world wide wide wide. So, as we mentioned before, this movie includes the Type Seven C class. <laughs> Obviously, all you Submersionites know that I've already covered that one. Yeah, definitely. Because who wouldn't have? So I said, let's go ahead and take it on back to the beginning, to the U-2. 
one. Whoa. The first U-boat. This is, there was only one of these actually built. Mm. Uh, it was built by, I'm going to murder this, built by Germania Werft in, in <laughs> Kyle and was commissioned December 14th, 1906. So did you say Germany Wharf in Kyle? <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, yeah, pretty good. Friedrich Krupp, <laughs> Ger- wrong, Ger- Germania Wharf. <laughs> yep, Germania Wharf. <laughs> oh, yep, Germania Wharf. There it is. <laughs> All, All right. right. So anyway, the U1 was 139 feet, one inch long. Yeah. I know. It's pretty small. It's not even as big as my Mercury Mariner. Right. Uh, It was powered by two cording, six-cylinder, two-stroke kerosene motors. (laughs) Right? How many kerosene motors you ever heard of? Not many. Uh, No. And they had a total horsepower of 395. It's not a lot of horses. Not at all. Uh, It had two motor generators. That generated 395 horsepower also, also when bi- they're submerged. The bicycle that someone can ride to try to go a little yeah. faster. Get on it. Uh, speed on the surface, it could cruise along at 10.8 knots while submerged, 8.7. So I would think pretty decent speeds for 1906. Yeah, what was it on the surface? 10.8. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're doing pretty good. Uh, range while surface, it could travel 1,500 nautical miles. That's also very good. Well, submerged, 50. Less good. Less good. Uh, And this is probably the worst. Uh, Test depth, 30 feet. Perfect. (laughs) Uh, It held a total of 12 people. This is also kind of weak here. For the weapons, it had one torpedo tube and three torpedoes. But I guess think about it. If you're like the first person, or I mean, probably in 1906, not a lot of people cranking out a whole lot of subs. You just be like, well... (laughs) What's that thing under there? Oh, my God. It just shot something. And three torpedoes means you can only crush three hands. So. <laughs> true. It per- preserves a lot of hands. Well, it all depends on my hands you can fit under a torpedo. That's true. Like you could crush a lot of hands at the same time. That's mm-hmm. true. I didn't think about it that way. If you crush a hand with a torpedo and no one's around to hear it, does it even make a noise? Okay. Good question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this cost... 1.9 million gold marks. Oh. And what's the conversion rate on that guy? <laughs> no idea. Um, and this was this had a not super great fate of the Furious. Yeah, it uh, was obsolete by the time World War One began. Sure, in 1914, and it was damaged in a. Tra- they just used it for training, and it was damaged in a training exercise. It was struck by another vessel. Oh. And so they probably because it was only like three feet under the water. Yeah, and they're like, "Bam!" What was that? A speed bump. Uh, so it was sold back to the creators. And I'm not going to try to pronounce that again. And it was restored, and it is currently on display at what? the Deutsches Museum in Munich. Whoa! I want to see that now. Mm-hmm. The U1. All right. They only made one. They only made one man. One of a kind. Just Uno. like you, Kyle. Surely is. One of a kind. All right. You guys think I was actually looking up news? 
Mustard Man has been on location. That's why he hasn't been around. Reporting. <laughs> Collecting, on, yeah. yeah, reporting, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could just report that Hunter Killer came out this week. It, it did. Is Don't steal from him. He's, he, he's compiling his notes this week. He'll be back next week to uh, make a formal report, right? I do. I, I am excited for that one. Can anybody hear I me? Love it. I love it. <laughs> Good report. Anyways, I did find one news article with a little bit of help from a friend uh, that when this movie was actually coming out, Das Boot, when Das Boot was coming out in theaters, the United States was launching their own submarine at this time. It was called Corpus Christi. And hmm. interesting enough, there was over 1,000 protesters. Christ. There's 1,000 protesters there because of the name. Wow. Six of the demonstrators were arrested, and um, they also covered the police in animal blood and threw wooden crosses at them. <laughs> so I just, I just uh, posted the link to the original New York Times article from 1981. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh However, the uh, submarine is still in the Navy, but it has been deactivated uh, as of 2016. Um, don't know if they're going to upgrade it or update it or not, but uh, for everyone out there, it is a Los Angeles-class submarine. Los Angeles what? Los Angeles-class class submarine. Submarine. Okay. A thousand protesters. <laughs> mm-hmm. Out of all the things people protest, can <laughs> Like, do we do not want a sub named the Corpus Christi? It, think about it. This was 1981, so the a thousand people had to hear about this to yeah. make yeah. time out of their day to go protest. <laughs> there, like there was it, yeah. uh, so people the news article. The news article does go on to uh, describe uh, another protest that was happening um, nearby in Denver. Um, supposedly, some auxiliary bishop. Uh, of the Roman Catholic Church was wearing a cowboy hat, <laughs> led a mile-long column, about 5,000 people who converged on the state capitol uh, to protest the manufacturer of weapons. So there's a lot of stuff going on uh, in 1981. Uh, obviously, the Cold War is in full effect here as well, so maybe that's something to do with it. I don't know. Bunch of angry Catholics. <laughs> 5,000 of them. Why would, uh, why would a bishop uh, wear a cowboy hat? And it's not a joke. <laughs> Sounds like a joke. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so Bishop walks into a bar wearing a cowboy hat. Hmm. That's all I got. Which isn't a lot. Great. So there you go. Enjoy it. It's a classic from 1981. <laughs> wow. A throwback. All right. Brom. <laughs> Tube three ready to fire, sir. Commence the countdown. All right, guys, I've got a quick one because I assumed we'd be running long tonight. I have. Well, you know, we watched DOS Boot, ran almost four hours long. Could have been a lot worse, guys. This is the top five longest movies of all time. (laughs) Here we go. Are these, are these major releases, or are this like including experimental uh, It's mostly films art movies. Yeah, I was going to say, a lot of them are going to be art films. Then. Yeah. Uh, number five, The Cure for Insomnia. This film consists of L.D. Groban reciting his 4,000-page poem juxtaposed against pornography and rock music. 
Movie runs 87 hours long. What okay, so the hell? Season, season 14 of this podcast is us breaking down every hour of that film. 87 episodes. Seven hours? This is hours. number five, right? Number five, it only gets worse, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how that can be considered a movie. That's insane. Like, you'd have to have a medium that you could put that on, right? You couldn't fit that on like a Blu-ray even, could yeah, you? Yeah, I don't even, yeah, it'd have to be uh, segmented. Hell of a lot of Trun- Truncated your or birthday. whatever. When's your, term when's your birthday? I'm waiting for you. I uh, didn't watch. <laughs> uh, it was just described, on, just described as X-rated films and rock music videos. It was probably, you remember, <laughs> it was probably that clown porn that you were given for your birthday a few years ago. The uh, it was in 1987, <laughs> which might nothing. <laughs> Me? No, <laughs> nothing. I don't. I don't watch clown porn. <laughs> Not a lot of people do. Like I assume Goth, that was directed uh, at, at too much. Mustard Man or or Degenerate uh, podcast. I'm, I'm kidding, Alex. That was uh, 1987, though. So whatever, whatever was popular in the uh, X-rated film business back in the in the 80s. Probably Bush. Yeah. I was say Ray, Bush and Ray, Reagan, Reagan. Mustaches. Porn. Mullets. <laughs> White snake jackets. Jean jackets. Yeah. There you go. Assless Acid jackets. wash jeans. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number four, Matroshka, a 2006 German film about a girl that eats yogurt, looks through a phone book, and tries to sleep on a couch to no avail. Movie, what? Movie clocks in at 95 okay. hours. What's it called? I'm looking at Season this up. 15. Mat- Matroshka. It's Spell it. M-A-T-R-J-O-S-C-H-K-A. Let's see if this chick's hot. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do the Maybe math. watch it. 95 Matryoshka. hours. That uh, is an hour shy of four days long, guys. Oh my gosh. So what did you do with your weekend? Well, I only got halfway through one movie and I didn't even sleep. Number You said this was 2006? Yes. Not 1970? Okay. Uh 2000 Yeah, 2006. Uh M A T R O M A T R J O S C H K A. I'll let you do some spelling cast. Yeah. Uh number 3 Cinematon, French film from 1984, uh, consists of 2,865 silent segments of minor events in different people's lives. Each segment is three minutes, 25 seconds long. Do the math. We got 191 hours. Oh, my gosh. And that's only the third longest? Only the third longest. Wow. It's going to be hard to do for our podcast, but I think we can do it. <laughs> Number two, Modern Times Forever, 2001 uh, art film, I guess you'd call it, is a project that documents the projected deterioration of a building over the next several thousand years. The film was debuted as a projection onto the building itself in Helsinki, Finland. Runs 10 solid days, 240 hours. Now that's a, that's the first one I would say that is not an actual film, <laughs> right? It's just a time lapse, it's a just simulated time lapse. It's really lapse. something you're just like projecting onto a building. Wait, so they there's projected no narr- this? There's no narrative this, structure to that. Is it the same image on the building itself, or do they actually put down like a uh, like a screen over the front of the building? Uh, I think it was on the facade of the building, that kind of a blank 
featureless uh, facade of the building. They projected, I think they said it was forty a 40-meter 40 screen, basically. Wow. For the projection. But number one, this one actually sounds interesting. Like, I would duck in and check on it every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, is Logistics, uh, a 2012 Swedish film that was recorded in real time and documents the fabrication of a pedometer. And uh, tra- track tracks it from the factory floor to the eventual sale on the store shelf as it watches basically the the device and the packaging and basically stares at it until it's sold. It ran 857 hours, nearly 36 days. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Now, it was like 25 days of this. It's just sitting on the shelf. Yeah, I think a large chunk the the review I, I saw uh, said it was on a ship, a shipping container for a significant portion oh, of the okay of the video. But yeah, that is the top five longest movies of all time. That's too bad because I feel like what should have been on there was that experiment that Shia LaBeouf did, where he edited <laughs> all his films together into one long movie and then watched it in a theater for like. 26 hours but i don't think it would even make the list he did that yeah he did that yeah and he also had made a video of himself watching it the whole time yeah there's a live stream i checked in on it a couple times what yeah how yeah. recently was this i don't know it was like a year ago or something. kyle he's an artist years ago. man come on yeah. sorry it was great i like the stuff he's in yeah transformers 3 <laughs> yep <laughs> you're into it whatever all right did somebody say reboot <laughs> oh <laughs> buff spec <laughs> All right. What do we got? For what? <laughs> Sweet succulent. Is that correct? Oh. Oh. For a second, I thought it was kicking in. Like the actual theme song. <laughs> no, don't worry, man. You got you to gotta let people hang on a little bit before they get a taste of that. Zach Facts, it's Zach Facts. When you're going down, get some Zach Facts. When you're going down. Did someone say, don't forget to wrap a boot on it? We watched <laughs> Das Boot. Okay. That was a condom joke, by the way. Um, <laughs> we got it. <laughs> so we got some Zach Facts for you, for all you uh, Das Booty fans out there. Um, <laughs> let's go with fact number one. This is one of my favorites. Favorite, one of my favorite facts. Wolfgang Peterson, he was married twice. Did you guys know this? Did you hear about that? No, uh, two I didn't wives. hear about this. Um, apparently, he pissed off his first wife, though, because um, Wolfgang Peterson's first wife was mad. So she came on to this. <laughs> she came on. <laughs> she, she had to, <laughs> Wolfgang Peterson's first wife was really mad, so she... <laughs> It's not even that funny, but for some reason it cracks my shit up. Um, Laughing at his own joke. (laughs) It's just just like a setup joke. It's just like a setup joke. Just cut all this out. Guys, you hear about this like Wolfgang Peterson's like first wife? (laughs) Right. Let me tell you about her. I think my own stupid buildup made it funnier to myself. Um, so uh, <clears throat> Wolfgang Peterson's first wife, she was really pissed off. So she went on set and had sex with everyone on set as payback for their divorce. <laughs> right, that Why is that, that payback? I don't know. But <laughs> she had did it. sex with everybody. <laughs> Except him. <of> course. Um <laughs> 
You watch this. Oh, great. Oh, God, I don't know why that was so funny. Um, <laughs> fact number two. As we all know, one of the funniest scenes in the movie uh, I talked about was the crab scene. Um, mm-hmm. That's a uh, STD, STI. Um, it's also something that it has in common with uh, Mr. Limpet, right? The crab. Yeah, the funniest um, there scene are, is a crab scene. There's, there's crabs in those movies, yes. Um, <laughs> fact number two, cases of crabs increased by 400% after this movie was released. It might <laughs> be related. Hmm. I believe it, man. Yeah. Clamoring for those crabs after this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, hey, did you guys hear about crabs and Das Boot? It became like real hip. So you'd come out and you'd have your crabs in those eyebrows. It got mm-hmm. real like advanced case and people would be like, oh mm-hmm. shit, look at that. So hot. He's, He's got like, crabs. Like, He's real cool now. <laughs> it, uh, it, also, it spawned the saying, you know, that saying everybody knows, um, wow, your subs got crabs on it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Subway came out with a crab sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. The foot long crabby sub with extra crab. <laughs> you want a foot long crab? That's a great, that's actually a really good Zach fact. Yeah. You should have <laughs> saved it for him. <laughs> All right. Uh, this film, fact number three, this film resulted in many women being bored. <laughs> I could believe it, man. You know how they are with war movies. All right. I told my wife I was sitting down watching a movie this long. She <laughs> looked at me like, what we're the divorced. fuck are you no. doing with your life? <laughs> you said we're getting a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> this is what you do with your time. Uh, last fact. Here we go. I always like doing these. These crack me up. So um, there was a porn parody of Das Boot. Did you guys hear about this? It's um, called Das Bootylicious Ass Play in the Sub. <laughs> <laughs> with a sub go. what's that <laughs> with a sub in a sub <laughs> oh oh great oh my word there you go <laughs> that is something man i do enjoy them <laughs> i did find another news article if you guys want to hear it real quick yeah sure sure the last world war ii u-boat commander died at age 105 Oh, he died. That is big so news. Almost as old as Kyle. Uh, he died in June of 2018. Claimed Seriously? he was never. Claimed he was never a Nazi. Just did his duty for his country, not for Hitler. So, Ooh. what a fucking hero. Thanks for listening to Submersion. Find us on SoundCloud and follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Can't get enough of us? Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. And if you like what you heard, please go ahead and give us a rating.